All right, my friends, welcome back to your Bible book by book. I am Pastor Luke, and this is the book of Micah. Uh, Micah is a prophet who uh, is a contemporary with the prophet Isaiah. So he and Isaiah are prophesying around the same time in the same area. He and uh, Micah and Isaiah are both prophesying during the reign of King Hezekiah, um, and they're recorded in the book of uh, Second Kings. And so we uh, have pretty good handle on when uh, Micah was prophesying, and so it's around the mid 700s, so 750 BC, right in that time period. And uh, what he does, he lives through uh, the exile of Israel, the northern kingdom, by the Assyrians, and he also lives through and sees the salvation of Jerusalem. Uh, that happens during the reign of King Hezekiah. So the Assyrians, they actually uh, siege um, Jerusalem. They, they surround Jerusalem, uh, seeking to uh, conquer it, but uh, God intervenes, and uh, they leave, and uh, Jerusalem is spared, even though the Assyrians do uh, cause some problems in Judah, uh, among some other areas and some other towns. They do conquer some, some different towns, um, they are prevented from conquering Jerusalem. Um, so Micah uh, lives during this time. He prophesies during this time. And uh, he is notably referenced by the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah comes you know, about a generation later. Um, and so Micah is referenced in Jeremiah uh, chapter 26 and verse uh, oh, 17 following. And I'm going to read part of this here. It says, some of the elders of the land stepped forward and said to the entire assembly of people, Micah of Moresheth prophesied in the days of Hezekiah, king of Judah. He told all the people of Judah, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble, the temple hill and ma a mound overgrown with thickets. Did Hezekiah, king of Judah, or anyone else in Judah put him to death? Did not Hezekiah fear the Lord and seek his favor? And did not the Lord relent? so that he did not bring the disaster he pronounced against them. Uh, we are about to bring a terrible disaster on ourselves. And so the people are actually um, referring to what is going on with Jeremiah. They're rejecting his word, and, um, and they're saying they're going to bring a disaster on themselves by doing that because, uh, and here's really the main point, is that Jeremiah gives credit to the reform of Hezekiah uh, really to the uh, ministry and the prophetic work um, of Micah. Um, so that's, that's an interesting um, reference that Jeremiah gives us of Micah and then um, the uh, stories that we see um, in really in great detail about this is in 2 Kings chapters 18, 19, and 20. And in those passages, you also see uh, the prophet Isaiah who is uh, speaking, ministering, preaching, uh, prophesying um, during the, the reign of King Hezekiah. So uh, what that does is it validates the ministry of Micah. Um, it also gives you a little bit more um, of a case for the, the possibility that Jeremiah wrote um, 1st, 2nd Samuel, and 1st and 2nd Kings, that, that those are uh, attributed to, to his authorship. Uh, but uh, really, it, it's uh, a testament to uh, the ministry of Micah, um, and which is our main point right now, is that Micah has a powerful prophetic ministry 
um, which is effective, that he actually, um, in his prophesying, in his preaching, has uh, caused uh, there to be a, a powerful response that, that the people of Israel and the king of Israel, Hezekiah in particular, uh, responds to the preaching, uh, to the warning, which is what the prophets are always doing. They're foretelling um, the word of God. They are foretelling a potential uh, disaster. They are um, uh, warning the people about sin that is in their life, that is in their nation, that they need to repent of, um, and that if they don't, then uh, a disaster, a, a uh, judgment, um, a discipline is is coming. And so uh, Micah's prophecy actually uh, does a, a wonderful uh, thing, which is he gets to see the result of his preaching um, in repentance, that people repent, they turn, and um, they are actually spared from the disaster that was looming um, in, in their nation. And, and that becomes even more um, important because they see the disaster of uh, Israel, the northern kingdom, that they did not turn away from their sin, and they were uh, judged, and Samaria was destroyed um, and conquered um, by the Assyrians, and the people were exiled. And, and so Israel or, uh, becomes kind of the warning to Judah that they need to listen to their prophet um, and avoid that kind of a disaster. Um, Jeremiah comes a, a generation later um, and warns the people about a continued impending uh, disaster, and they refuse to listen to him. And so um, eventually, about 100 years after the fall of Israel, um, Jerusalem falls um, because they fail or they um, neglect the word of God and uh, they fall under his judgment. Um, uh, rather than falling to the Assyrians, they fall to the Babylonians. So uh, Micah warns um, his people about the, the disaster that is coming, and he does this in uh, three cycles. And so uh, what you see in Micah is that there are three cycles of judgment, which then um, are followed up by um, a hopeful expectation. And so while they start, they start with a, a legal um, a terminology, a legal case that God is making against his people, uh, that they have failed to um, uphold the covenant, the standards that he has put forward, that God is just and, and right uh, to hold them to that standard and to cause uh, a, a discipline or a judgment to fall upon the people. Um, and he has, well, he's well within his legal rights, so to speak, uh, to do that, um, and so, uh, but in in the end, that God is merciful, and that He really desires to to um, extend His grace to His people. And that even if He does bring about the judgment, that He is also going to hold out the hope that there is coming um, a, a, a Messiah, and there is coming a, a redemption. There is coming a renewal and a restoration. Uh, to the Jewish people, even in light of the fact that they may undergo uh, a time period of judgment. And so that goes through three cycles. Um, and then um, what you see is the most famous uh, portion of Micah, which is uh, chapter 6, verse 8, uh, where he tells uh, the people what true religion really is. True religion is to love justice, to do mercy, and to walk humbly with God. 
And so that becomes the, the primary emphasis of Micah and really of uh, what it means to have a right relationship with God is that while there are sacrifices and that there are laws that uh, God has uh, established and requires the, the Jewish people to uphold, um, that his desire was not that those things became um, a, a standard that they followed rather than knowing him, but that they would lead to a right relationship, that they were pointing to um, how to have um, a, a close personal relationship with God through obedience and through um, cleansing and purification. And so uh, the desire wasn't that uh, they would simply um, have a, a warm feeling in their heart towards God and they would ignore their law and their sacrifices. The desire was that uh, through the religion um, that they would come to learn and come to know uh, how to have a right relationship with God. And so uh, we see that same um, emphasis or that same kind of uh, attitude um, in the New Testament as well, is that uh, while we have um, organized or established religion uh, given to us through the teaching of the New Testament, uh, the point isn't that the church uh, becomes uh, somehow our substitute for faith, but that the church and and religion and uh, what it is that we do when we come together as a, a church body is is establishing or or uh, enabling us to know and to understand what having a right relationship with God is all about. Um, it's they work together. Um, so we have personal, uh, private devotions or prayer time or uh, Bible reading and, and uh, personal worship, um, but we also have corporate worship and corporate Bible reading and corporate prayer, and uh, the two are not exclusive. They actually are working in partnership uh, to help us to understand what it means to be truly transformed and renewed um, in, in the cleansing and the transformation of our minds. And so uh, Micah points to that um, in, in that most famous verse, Micah 6, verse 8, um, but all of Micah is, is really about this issue of judgment um, and mercy and hope. Um, and so that is the book of Micah. I hope that you'll pick it up soon and enjoy it again. This is your Bible, book by book. <laughs>